Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, and now I'm living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Bebe. Yes. Hi. Hi, Jason. Hello, everybody. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. What interesting topic do we have today? You know, in America right now, mm -hmm. um, and not so much in China, people get along swimmingly. <laughs> but in America, people are at each other's throats. They're left and the right, and like this faction and that faction, and everyone like they don't seem to hear each other. Mm -hmm. And so this is a big frustrating problem for American politics because it's it feels like you know sometimes America's tearing itself apart, and you know it's it's tragic. So. Mm -hmm. I thought we would talk about how to persuade other people. So you can solve the problem of <laughs> the United States. I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can solve the problem, but I hadn't used Twitter my entire life. Mm. And I started using Twitter this year. And mm. what I see on Twitter is that people who have disagreements are not polite, <laughs> to say the least. But, you know, I, I met this gentleman, I'm not going to say his name in Beijing a few years ago, and he has the exact opposite politics on everything is me. And yeah, when mm. we were in each other's presence, we were amicable. We were able to talk and be like, hey, let's be, you know, buddies mm -hmm. or whatever. But we could disagree mm -hmm. about everything. Now, this interesting if he and I met on the Internet. There's mm. no way that we would have gotten along in today's atmosphere. Uh -huh. So I mm. think this is a tragedy. It looks like social media is not just in America, but around the world is having a very negative effect on people because people aren't responsible to themselves on the Internet. Mm. They're more willing to be rude and say things no one would say in person unless they were just drunk or something. It's like there is uh, for them, there's almost merit in being opinionated. Mm. You know, I, I, I sense that back in the States, mm. you know, if you have your own view, if you have, if you think differently, you know, it's like a good thing. Mm. I mean, even the political structure and the political culture is uh, almost designed that way, mm. right? Mm. Um, they don't want complete consensus. Mm. They want people to uh, voice their thoughts and needs. And so that hopefully uh, things will evolve. You know, everybody contribute a little bit. So it, I think it's part of the culture. Um, but here in China, we really don't like public um, disagreement. Right. You yeah. know, uh, you close the door, you can talk about whatever <laughs> you need to talk about. But in public, we really value harmony. And uh, it's not it's not even that big of a sacrifice mm. for us. We don't really think of it that way. I want to talk about yeah. something in South Korea really quickly. Mm. And I don't know if this is true here or not, because I think it's true to a small degree. But in South Korea, we have they have something called real name verification. Mm. So who, whoever you are on the Internet, you are that person in real life mm. and you are responsible and accountable for the things that you say online. Mm -hmm. and, and legally, you can be held to account. And there, oh. there have been a few, a few years ago, there were some 
people who hurt themselves mm. in, in South Korea. And so they've really cracked down on this there mm. so that people have to be responsible to what they say and do on the internet. Mm. And I think that exists that a sense. little bit, a little bit here. I think there's still some ambiguity about who you are online. On some but, apps. Yes. Mm, so mm. I, th- but in America, there's absolutely, it's a free for all. You could go on and give yourself a totally different name mm. and just put a picture of a cat there. And then <laughs> you're good to go on to multiple platforms and just start insulting each oh, other. Dear. <laughs> See, I have opinions. I am smart. <laughs> I what think. you're saying is interesting because you're you're assuming that these people are even trying to sound smart. What I see is just people straight up <laughs> insulting other people as well, you're stupid for believing that. And like Aww. it's really ridiculous because That's no way of carrying a yeah, conversation. If someone just... insults me, the first thing I'm gonna do is dig into my opinion and then insult them back mm. or whatever, right? So Americans <laughs> not walking away. Well, me, yeah, I probably would. I actually I block a lot of folks. My point my point is if you're going to try to convince other people, the first thing you should do is mm. like, you know, be yeah, be nice. Hey, say, well, that's an interesting nice. perspective. What about looking at it like this instead? Mm. Or like, oh, I agree with this part of what you're saying, but mm. what about this? Uh, let's look at this other aspect. And that's something that's not happening. Instead of like locking horns right away. Right. Yeah, exactly. You stupid. Why did you say that? Oh, mm, dear. You, you must be dumb. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's not a, that's no. not useful, right? No, no. So like for you, baby, when you you're discussing in person we'll start there like an idea and you want someone else to see your point of view what are some of the ways that Mm. you do that you know what huh so how to persuade others how to make others uh to be on your side too Mm. now i i have never thought about that until years into my marriage i think (laughs) so it's been like 10 years of like they say trial and error Mm. And for me, it's like 10 years of error, 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 error. <laughs> but I think finally, um, I gained some mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. wisdom in the past year or two. And things have been uh, like improved so much. What, what worked? And in the end, you know what worked? <laughs> well, I think mm-hmm. uh, if I drill it down to mm-hmm. the initial point of change, and that is changing myself for the better. And then that uh, kind of, Mm. that's like, you know, almost like a pebble dropped Mm -hmm. in water and how the, what do you call it? The ripples. And then the ripple effects goes from there. And then when you change yourself for the better, let's say I'm going to be a more loving person. I'm going to be more pleasant. I'm going to be nicer. And then I noticed that, oh, Mm. gee, my husband is nicer too, (laughs) you know? In response to the changes in myself, and also, ooh, my daughter seems more uh, loving and more willing to do what I want her to do. Mm. But it all has, to, it all started with me changing myself first. Yeah. And being nice is hugely useful. You know, <laughs> if you, if you, if I want to convince people to be nice, I'm telling you, it's extremely practical extremely mm-hmm, useful mm-hmm, yeah um so i guess i mean this is complicated mm-hmm. right because each each situation is different each person is different i know that my husband if i want to convince him of something like i know maybe he doesn't think of it mm-hmm. the way i think about it i can't just i can't lock mm-hmm. uh, horns with him right away like if i just go to him and say hey mm-hmm. you know you got to do it this way I think this is right. <laughs> that would not go anywhere. He will turn into a cactus like that second. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, how do I go about it? Well, for example, 
I will bring him a cup of tea. Oh, wow. Right? Right, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, but I won't start talking right away. That's too obvious, right? Mm, oh. So, like, hours before, <laughs> you, <laughs> you start... a term strategy here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, 10 years of practice, man. <laughs> and it's finally starting to work. And, uh, and even hours before that, you know, speak softly. Mm. And I, <laughs> I find that the lower my voice the better things work because <laughs> wow. i am a, I, I guess at least in the past you know i have my opinions right i think i'm an intelligent person who can think things through i'm confident and that i, I think in retrospect that makes me look like a cactus i'm a mm. I, you know i was a very confident cactus <laughs> with like needles what do you call those things needles yeah, I think um, you do. yeah needles all over myself but i think i'm right you know and then he himself is you know, he stands there with the needles on himself and thinking he's right doesn't work that way. You're listening to The Bridge. You confuse me. Now I'm sitting here thinking about what cactus's pings are called. Are they called spikes? Are they <laughs> spikes? Prick, spikes, spikes, prickly? Right. They, you, they prick you, but they're but they're prickly, but they're not prickles. But they're like needles, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're needles like needles stuck yeah. on flesh. So that does not work. I'm telling you. And they're not thorns. Uh, well, those same are thing. those are for roses. Okay, those are for roses. And so they're a little yeah, thicker. So. These ones are more like uh, spikes and needles. I just got so Anyhow. sidetracked by that. <laughs> So I found that being nice really works mm. and being and be nice in advance mm. of whatever persuasion you you need to do or favors you need to uh, ask for. Yeah. Um, and then eventually I'm just like nice all the time now because it works so well. And mm. and I think a lot of people, especially for couples, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say we all fight or we've fought before mm -hmm. um especially you know you have a kid there's so many things you can fight about mm -hmm. and then after all those fighting these uh animosity yeah. is that the word like mm -hmm. anger it build they you know it builds up in both uh, uh, both sides inside you store them so you tend to start from an angry mm -hmm. like a kind of emotional basis mm -hmm. and that does not help so somewhere along the way you gotta mm -hmm. make a decision and say that I'm going to clear that up mm -hmm. and start from a new basis, a new basis of being nice and gentle. And once you can make that change, the rest will flow mm. almost by itself very, very nicely. But when it comes to like how to convince others or how to persuade others, each situation is different. Being nice is to start. You got to have reasons why, right? Mm -hmm. Why you want to convince other people of something and uh, are other people doing the same thing mm. right have they benefited from this uh new idea you know do you have authority backing up mm -hmm. your decision things like that so a lot of things come into it but mood the mood really matters mm. you know don't catch them in a bad yeah, mood yeah absolutely <laughs> or when they are so absorbed in doing mm -hmm. something like if my, let's say my husband is uh, doing some research mm -hmm. in things he he's really interested mm -hmm. in, I know that it's not a good time to go, you know, talk to him about something mm -hmm. I want. Um, you wait until that's over. Patience. Mm -hmm. So basically you have patience. Choose the moment. Yeah. It gets complicated. Well, I mean, I have a list here. Oh, you have a list. Yeah. Jason has a list. It's, it's sure. from, uh, it's indeed.com, 11 effective ways to persuade. And you actually ticked off quite a few of these. Oh, good. <laughs> no, number one, do favors. So you are, you ticked that one mm. and prime them for conversation. You take that one mm. and, uh, <laughs> 
So th- there's some other ones here that are probably also useful. Maybe it depends on, like you said, the situation. Mm. But th- one of these is mirroring their behavior. And I actually learned about this because there is a, a group of people who do psychological behavior uh, mm, studies. Right. And actually, actually mirroring someone's behavior, even if they're being aggressive, mm. this sounds counterintuitive. Mm. They're like, da-da-da-da-da. Then you're like, da 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 But then after initially mirroring their behavior, then you take it down. Mm. Because they feel like now we're together Mm -hmm. and if you bring it down a notch to calm to a more calm place they'll Mm. bring it down a notch too oh this reminds me of this talk i heard well it's not a talk Mm -hmm. it's more like just a video about like how to persuade others Mm -hmm. there are Mm -hmm. books on persuasion oh yeah i i think i bought one but i never found the uh incentive to use it because i there's not a lot of people i have to persuade or convince (laughs) so you're listening to the bridge I want to tell you a story, actually, on that point, because you remind me of something. When I was young, I got these books Mm. at at a book, a library outlet where they were selling them for like 50 cents or something or a quarter. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Mm. like about had the word argument in the title on the cover in the title. Mm. And I put it in my room and my mom saw this book and she says, I saw your book about arguing, Jason. (laughs) Like, I, I know that you're ready. And I was like, whoa, whoa, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't mean like how to be like. Argumentative. See, the word, exactly, exactly. The word argue is loaded with these negative connotations mm. where you want to take someone on. and like, Right. But actually arguing is about logic. Communication. Yeah. It's about how to communicate an idea effectively. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So back to mirroring behavior, this reminds me, Mm. um, there's this talk about, I think it's called the science of persuasion, but it's the Mm. one I watched, it was more like a cartoon Mm. and it gave six shortcuts Mm -hmm. when it comes to better persuasion. They probably had marketing in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, how to persuade others to buy your thing, which, which I I do not really support because I don't believe in people getting things they don't need. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, Mm -hmm. back to this, uh, video. The number one is res, uh, reciprocity. Mm-hmm. So you give before you receive, mm-hmm. like my cup of tea, right? Just at the right time. Um, so there's a you know sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. And then the second point is scarcity. You make people feel like whatever you're offering is unique mm-hmm. and uh, that if they don't buy this or if they don't listen to your uh, suggestion, they have mm-hmm. something to lose. So they'll benefit from whatever you offer. Mm-hmm. And the third point was authority. Mm-hmm. So whatever opinion or advice you're giving, it has to be credible and it's based on you know knowledge yeah. that people can recognize. Mm-hmm. Or it's just simply from someone really, really, really important. Your grandma says you got to do this, right? Um, and the fourth point is consistency. Like um, you have to be consistent in what you're offering, mm-hmm. something like that. And then the fi- the fifth point is liking. And that's similar to what you mentioned. Now, how do you, you're more ready to agree with someone mm. who you like, mm. right? That we all understand. But how do you make people like you? And it gave three tips. The first one is um, mm-hmm. they seem similar or you make them f- mm. you make them feel like you are similar to them. There is some common ground like, oh, you like that movie, too. Or, yes, I love coffee, too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're both nice people or things like that. And then second point is compliment. Do not be what's the word stingy of compliments well, i gotta say like if you're married you have kids compliment them all the time that is actually the cornerstone of how men 
court women is compliments. Oh, we like to hear nice things. Women love to hear how yes. lovely their dress is, how great their hair is, how their new glasses are. Mm-hmm. So men take advantage of that. And they, oh, they my husband doesn't. Constant. <laughs> well, I mean, in the first three months or six months, he probably complimented you a lot because that is the cornerstone. Well, I can't remember. <laughs> like he doesn't, he doesn't love through words. <laughs> let me put it this way. <laughs> He'll do nice things. Yeah. But anyhow, so compliment. Mm-hmm. It works like do it not just right before you you make requests all the time nice hat do you want to buy this piano (laughs) (laughs) well good luck jason at your new sales job (laughs) so and the third point for you know making someone like you is to cooperate Mm. with them hopefully you've worked together before and they know you are a reasonable person reasonable person who is Mm -hmm. nice to work with Mm -hmm. and uh so do all that before getting down to business Mm. And hopefully, if it's a stable relationship, you've been doing this for years and Mm. they actually like you. And then it works, you know, like wonders. So how many was that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Anyhow, so these are some of the main points. Well, I know scarcity. Scarcity is a huge one because you see that in like in on in the U.S. Mm. When you're up late at night, they have these like infomercials. And I don't know why they call them that, (laughs) but they're commercials for stuff. Like if you buy Mm. jewelry. Yeah, exactly. They'll say if you call within the next 30 seconds, you're going to get. (laughs) Oh, I guess you got a call right now. So like (laughs) it's kind of like time scarcity or like they'll say, we only have 1000 units of such and such thing. If you don't order in the first blah, 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 you're not going to get one. So, But by now, I think people have found out that these are just, you know, tricks. Mm. And also, I remember I, I lived in this place before in Beijing. And, um, you know, on my walk home from work, they, I would walk past a, a line of small shops. Mm. And there was this one shop. They have a little uh, speaker, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they put a little speaker at the front of the store. Oh, yeah. In China, uh, that's a big thing. Yeah, because, you know, it's just like, oh, big sales and, you know, 50% off and da 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 It keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. And then in this store, it's been like, at the time I heard it, it's been closing for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go there, we're closing and we have to dump all the inventory everything must go. yeah and sometimes they <laughs> yeah. say this price is um we call it which means like jumping off a building price oh my gosh um because we're closing like <laughs> this, is, this is such a huge sale the price is so low that the owner is ready to jump off a building or something like that you know they do the same um, thing in america what you see i'm from for our north american listeners in china what you see is they have a little plastic loudspeaker mm. it's not like a real full police you know one it's it's <laughs> A tiny little imitation of that it's just a speaker that's shaped like a loudspeaker oh. and it will be on a loop mm, right saying buy three of these it costs this much buy three of these it costs this it's much so and annoying. It just, yeah it is so <laughs> annoying and but in america they actually have that too what they do is when you're in the store you'll hear like a, a light bell dee 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 <laughs> Today, we have a sale on lemons and da-da. So they do the same thing, but they do it in a beautiful voice. Good for you, Like over the loudspeaker. So it's the same thing. It's just the manner in which it's done is like... Usually, it's like a female, soft female voice. Yeah, very loving, very calm. It's like it's coming from heaven that you need to buy lemons. Oh, gee. I'm like... I I can visualize myself walking through uh, one of those super... Like, stop and shop or something. (laughs) Yeah. Listening to the bridge. 
wanted to actually talk about a different means. It's this not exactly persuasion, mm. but it's a way to elicit information. Oh. This is what cops do. Oh. If a police officer is bringing someone to interrogation, one of the things that they will do is, is in addition to the fact that they ask lots and lots and lots of questions and the same questions over and over to see mm. if they get different results at different times mm. and in the, over a long period of time, but they'll also sometimes ask a question and then lean back uh-huh. and that and if the person answers they'll just stay and stare at them okay. and so this is actually a technique that they'll use and after a while 20 seconds or so sometimes some people will just suddenly spill a bunch of additional information about whatever they're talking about so it's like the thread of silence exactly yes so like <laughs> if you're having an argument with someone sometimes if you want that person to see your point you can do the same thing you can just make a point oh. and then they'll immediately react and then just be quiet mm. and sometimes they'll say well i see your point too mm. and so like you can actually get agreement without saying anything at all I, well you know that's patience right mm. and i think it makes a lot of sense because people need time to process information mm. so i think some that's why life might be hard for Mm. people who are not patient because they don't have the time to wait Mm. for a good result and they push other people to make Mm -hmm. quick responses which Mm. is not comfortable you know everybody wants to feel like they have what's the word volition like they they do things voluntarily instead of passively right everybody wants that even little kids Mm. but i think parents uh, are blind to that a lot of times Mm. because they think they're just kids you know like as if they don't have uh, their own um will soul or spirit or will that is not true Maybe when they're babies, like really, really little, but they, you know, it's, they come with them. I'd like to comment on what you've said as a former teacher of 10 years. I feel it's a balance. A lot of kids, Mm. if you know the kids, you can know the parents. You can be like, Mm. wow, this little girl is so good at studying and so Uh. respectful. You know that when you meet her mom and dad, they're going to be very like Mm. calm and respectful. And that's almost always true. Mm. But there are some kids who are nothing like what Mm -hmm. what their parents are putting into them and you have to yeah like you're saying it's not it's it's harsh part of it is like how the parents are persuading them and how the parents are educating them Mm -hmm. and part of it's those kids are just those kids and like that's the Mm, way yeah that's what they are and also uh what works with kids is uh give them choices Mm -hmm. i mean it works for the for for adults too Mm -hmm. because when you just offer them one thing it feels like you're forcing things on them Mm. right but if you give them options then at least they have you know they can use their own power to decide which is really 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 important Mm -hmm. this is i think couples and parents they often ignore this and then the the fact that we all want to be our own own owners you know what i mean mm-hmm. we want to own our actions mm-hmm. we don't want to be told what to do all the time right even if i think you're right you know that feeling right when your mom tells you to do something do your homework you know you got to do it you know it's good for you but because she told me this i don't want to do it now <laughs> you got it you just yes i have felt that way about so many different yeah. things yeah so in cases like this one method we can use as parents or teachers is uh, to offer them choices like for example at home maybe i know what she needs to get this and that done um i could say oh you know what this would be a good time for homework or piano would you like to choose one this works so much better than just say hey you gotta do your math homework mm. or hey you gotta do your piano i mean she goes to do both 
anyway and then she was like ah, i'll choose the piano for now and then the math lady. i also think that this works in every kind of aspect that we're talking about so we were talking about salesmanship so you could say well you could keep driving that car that you have now but it's going to break down soon anyway <laughs> see that or you could buy this really nice brand new whatever you know right. and so oh yeah you're right that does sound good mm. and so but you know what's really interesting in logic there's a fallacy called the false dilemma and the false dilemma is that they give someone tricks you into saying you have option a mm. and you're have option b mm. and so then they say these are your options which one do you choose and people will choose they'll choose a or b based on mm -hmm. that what's really interesting is though usually in those cases there's c d e f g h i j k l they're all, many all choices. there are many choices in reality in life mm. but if you're really tricky you can say a you have a b and c and this is all you have mm. so which which one's it gonna be buddy mm. and someone will usually choose one of the options that you provided for them even though if they thought about it long enough they'd realize they have many many more options mm. this reminds me of pricing strategies mm. oh yeah y yeah you know how when they especially you know we buy online mm. and when you put things in your cart usually it pops up like would you like one bottle let's say you're buying like eye cream or small things like that mm -hmm. then maybe mm -hmm. one bottle is like 69 but if you buy two it's only 99 mm. and then if you buy three bottles it's like 129 or something the more you get uh, the cheaper it is per bottle yeah but they just like the price for making for manufacturing those products are actually really, really low. So the more they sell, the more they make, even if it's less per bottle. Mm. And because of these choices that are offered, most people would get at least two bottles. Mm. Like very rarely will people just buy one bottle plus shipping. Mm. Yeah. They do this in restaurants too, actually. What they'll do is they'll have a menu mm. that they give you. And in the front of the menu, they'll have extraordinarily high prices for something. Like this is going to cost you 600 RMB for the such and such steak or whatever it is. Mm. And so my mom would you, throw the menu down and walk away <laughs> no, this is actually true in a lot of beijing restaurants and a lot of restaurants in america too mm. when they do this on purpose so the very first page will be these extraordinarily expensive things mm -hmm. and you turn the page and then suddenly it's back down to like normal prices makes you feel, they might actually be mm. above market price for those things mm. but suddenly you don't mind paying 69 rmb for such and such thing mm. when you just were seeing prices for 300 you're like oh i found my page mm. Right. And so people will pay more than they should because they see by comparison mm -hmm. how much more they really want to sell at this restaurant. And almost no, no one will ever order those things that are overpriced. That's true. I mean, these marketing strategies, it's so common nowadays, right, mm -hmm. that most people probably have found out. I mean, I, I guess marketing departments, they you know, keep thinking up of new ideas, new ways mm -hmm. to trick people. Uh, I, I saw a tip somewhere. I think it's an article called per How to Persuade Someone, mm -hmm. like just like that. Mm -hmm. um, it referred to some uh, small tips that I think are really, really useful. Mm -hmm. And one thing is use subtle tips like referring to you collectively as we, not them as you. Mm -hmm. And this, ha I've read similar things before, and it's been, you know, working really, really well. Mm. Uh, refer, let's say if I actually want my husband to do something, mm -hmm. let's say mm -hmm. um, regarding our daughter, mm -hmm. I notice I never really say you anymore. I always say we. I think we need 
need to bring her to piano. Uh, yeah. Practice. Oh, oh, but but that morning I have to go do such and such thing. Right. Or, you know, uh, for a while we were pretty harsh on her, mm. you know, mm. critical. And it was a period of uh, time when she was forming habits and she had a lot of bad habits. Mm. And so we were both critical. And then one day I started repenting. I was like, oh, you know, we've been too harsh on her. I was thinking that myself and especially when my husband, if he was, uh, you know, angry at the daughter, it's even harsher. So I really want to tell him that, hey, stop doing that. You know, it's quite scary for her. Um, but you know, I go in, I would say, you know, I've been thinking about this. I have not been a very soft and loving and gentle mother. And so I make a confession to your daughter. of my own activity, which uh. is to, to my husband, you know, to, to get to start things off. Because hmm. my point is for, for him to realize that he needs to uh. conduct himself um, more in a, in, in a more gentle manner. Mm -hmm. But usually it starts like a, with a confession, confession from myself, mm. right? From my part. And then he was like, yeah, I think that's true. And then you may think, yeah, hmm, maybe we're both a little bit harsh <laughs> on him. And then, you know, you don't even need to spell things out anymore. Mm. You know, I can just tell him that I think he's scared when I yell at him. Or now he doesn't seem as confident <laughs> as before. Oh, dear. You know, what a terrible mother I have been. And then, <laughs> you know, the end, you can say, I think we should both be more gentle, you know, so that she can mm. enjoy her childhood, things like that. Da -da 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 -da. You know, you get the point. You're listening to The Bridge. You know, I absolutely, I do. There's actually, I wanted to talk about something really similar to what you're talking about, which comes from How to Persuade Someone by Guy Raycard. I'm not sure how to say his name, huh. but okay. it's actually very similar. And the, one of the steps is let them think they came up with the idea. Oh. And I actually, I'm a master of this one. Oh. So it's very similar to what you were doing, but not actually the same way. So your technique is a new technique for me. I've never actually heard of that. <laughs> First, you start off saying why you think you've been a certain way. Get them to agree with you. Mm. And then and kind of let them run with it. Mm. It's very similar to letting them think up they had the idea. But another way is mm. discuss something a long time and then eventually someone will repeat back one of the ideas or similar uh, reflection of an idea that you already presented. It's kind of like inception. And then you just say, wow, that's a really good idea. And you say their name. Oh. So say their name is Jackie. Mm. You say, that's a really good idea, Jackie. You've just and fell then, into my trap. <laughs> and then Jackie will be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is a good idea. And then they'll start, Jackie will start thinking that they came up with the idea from the beginning. Um, but you fed that to them, wow. then got them to regurgitate it back to mm. you. And then you convinced them that you're blown away by their brilliance. Wow, does, does your wife know about this? Oh, shh, shh. It's been a secret? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you focus very much on marriage, and I'm probably listening more than I'm saying. Yeah. Because I think I'm still in the earlier phase of what you described. <laughs> well, because everything gets more complicated once you have a child. Mm. And that's when a lot of arguments and disagreements will surface. We have a ton of arguments and disagreements. We are married. Already? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We've been married seven years. We've been together for almost ten. Mm -hmm. We have huge arguments arguments but uh mm -hmm. it all works well it's really yeah. interesting you took the point of within a marriage how do you convince someone because it's such a personal relationship mm. when i came to the idea of this topic i was thinking mm -hmm. about like public discussions or like you know online discussions but mm -hmm. bringing it to the uh personal nature of a marriage i didn't even think about that there is so much that we were talking about yeah but you know this <laughs> this is the real battleground mm. and if we can do well if we can survive this and actually cultivate the 
battleground into, mm. let's say, a garden that flourishes, then imagine the power you will have in dealing with, you mm. know, whatever comes at you outside your garden. Because this is the hardest. This is the, the place where we really train ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to become a better person, you know, and especially with a kid, uh, things will get so bad, so complicated that you really need to start changing your own character. It's like, you know, they make the metaphor. It's like you are carving your own statue, right? You are, imagine a statue that's carving itself and mm -hmm. getting rid of the bad ones and uh, make sure your true inner good nature shines out. Mm -hmm. And also another point I want to make, it's uh, another trick similar mm -hmm. to using, referring, you know, to the, the other person as we. Mm -hmm. And that is always start a conversation with I instead of you. This works wonders mm. in marriage mm. and also I think with uh, with kids, too, because you know how we mindlessly we would just walk over to our husband or wife and say, hey, you, you got to do this or that. Mm -hmm. It sounds familiar, right? Mm -hmm. Like because hey, you, you need to do your homework now. Mm -hmm. But next time, try this. Try starting with I. And if you are you can't be honest enough or if you can't be um, nice enough, you can say, you know, I am not feeling good with uh, this thing being this way mm -hmm. um do you mind you know helping out a little bit i mean this takes humility right mm -hmm. it would be great if we can just walk over over to our husband and say hey you clean that up <laughs> 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 right or you you gotta be nicer to our kid okay <laughs> you're listening to the bridge Going back to public discourse, not marital <laughs> discourse, mm -hmm. there is a uh, idea that instead of talking about people, talk about ideas. So one of the things that I think is useful mm. in discussing like an idea, like, you know, should, for example, should bicycles, bicyclists be allowed to ride their bicycles on the sidewalks or should they be only allowed to ride on the streets? Let's just put something that's not that political, not that charged. Mm -hmm. One of mm -hmm. the things that's best to do in a situation like this is not to talk about I or you or they or we, but actually mm. to only talk about it from an abstract point of view. When bicyclists are riding on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. that can potentially harm the elderly who are walking on the sidewalk or mm. children who don't know how to navigate well, mm -hmm. who are walking on the sidewalk with their mom and dad might be hit by a, a cyclist mm. who might be better off in the bicycle lane mm -hmm. just off the sidewalk. So like one of the ways to make it less charged and less about me and you is to just talk about the idea itself as opposed to I focus and you. on the matter yeah exactly focus Instead on the concept the people involved yeah, exactly and yeah. you know something I've realized I don't have a public battleground <laughs> really <laughs> so but you know I'm at home all the time mm. and I'm I'm starting to think of uh, persuasion or, you know, convincing others as simply a method of communication mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we always, we tend to think we are right, mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, mm -hmm. we wouldn't think so. Right. Like, I would have one idea of how we would, uh, you know, treat our daughter or some things I think would be good for her. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, I pop the idea up for my husband and he might have opposing ideas. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel a little bad, right? Hey, I came up with this really good idea. How come you say no? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But after a few rounds and after a few such events, I noticed that, you know what, through communicating, 
we came up with a better idea, mm -hmm. better than what we both initially proposed. Mm -hmm. So after a few times, you think of this not as an argument or as a form of persuasion yeah. or convincing the other, mm -hmm. but as a as a process of uh, uh, hashing out mm -hmm. some that, that, better idea. And it takes communication. So when you change the attitude, yeah. uh, the, the gunpowder <laughs> or uh, whatever, the smoke from the battleground will clear. If you start with... Um, think of it more like a communication process or a learning opportunity, then you will come off softer, mm. right? Instead of just dumping this idea in front of the other person and um, just thinking that they should automatically uh, agree with mm -hmm. what you want. You're listening to The Bridge. I wanted to go back to marketing because I thought that was a lot of fun. Okay. And I wanted to, one of the things that we still hadn't talked about is mm. talk about what they will lose. Uh. So, so like that's one. If you don't buy this product now, you have wrinkles all over your face. <laughs> You'll look ten years older. Exactly. Yeah. So you can you, if you don't buy this car now, then you're going to have a broken down car. If you don't buy these really cool pair of pants, everyone's going to think you're not cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about marketing. So like talking mm. about what that people will lose so if you're talking to your daughter right i don't know mm. I, I have no idea what her specific issues are oh but it like gets maybe hard if you spend the entire day playing video games and you don't do your homework tomorrow when you show up your math teacher is going to be very disappointed well that won't work <laughs> that won't work well i think with kids it's different i mean i've been mm. not quite struggling but it's um it takes work mm. but i found that with kids mm. is it works much better when you make things into a game mm. right because you argue with them you tell them pros and cons they don't always work they, like they don't care <laughs> you know maybe something like immediate uh benefits like if you do this you'll get a piece of chocolate that will work <laughs> but <laughs> that's cheap <laughs> that's cheap um and it takes so baby has a closet full of chocolate bars <laughs> i actually don't because i know it's not that good for her but i found what works is that you know, make it into a game. Let's say, mm -hmm. hey, little Martian, welcome to Earth. Now, we do eat broccolis on Earth. This is something our Earthlings uh, use to build up our body. Would you like to join us? Would you like to be strong on Earth so you can, you know, do all these wonderful things here while you're on this planet? And then it's it's like a game for them. Mm. Instead of focusing on the taste of broccoli, you know, she's playing a game. And this is part of the game. I don't know how long this kind of uh, strategy will work. She's going on eight now, maybe for like a two, few more years. You know, I've actually read that uh, some foods that are really healthy, like broccoli, for example, mm. taste different to children than they taste to adults. Ew. And that their tongue mm -hmm. are, are so incredibly hypersensitive to oh. taste that it actually does taste bad. <gasps> And so, like a little bad, they can taste all like the phosphorus and stuff inside. Aye, like, oh, yuck. And so actually when we, you and I around mm. our age, broccoli tastes wonderful <laughs> because but all of the strong properties, we can't really taste. You them. know why? Our, our senses are dulled. Because our taste buds have been burned <laughs> by, <laughs> by the chili peppers, by the hot stuff and cold stuff, <laughs> whatever we use to damage our taste buds. But anyhow, yeah. Okay, here's another one. And this can work in a marriage or maybe as a mother or, or in just any kind mm. of conversation. And this is, is, quote, ask for a mile when you really want an inch. So if I want my wife to take a walk with me in the park by our house, uh -huh. if I just say that, she's 
probably gonna be like, no, that sounds no. But if I say, <laughs> hey, let's go hiking on the mountain to like later, and this should be like, oh no, that sounds terrible. I said, Are you well, kidding me? <laughs> no, that, oh, really? You don't want to go hike? Well, okay, let's just go for a walk by the house. Oh, okay, I guess I can do that. Yeah. So sometimes that right, that actually right. does work. Yeah. Well, I see you checking off a list. <laughs> in the, <laughs> you have the secret clipboard with all these strategies you can use. Hmm, let's see this uh, particular situation. I should go to number seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I should day, get a little war manual <laughs> for arguments. Yeah, and one day your um your your wife will find this list and Jason <laughs> All this time I thought you wanted to go to the mountain. <laughs> With all the checklists, yes. Yeah. But hey, sometimes we do need them. This is called EQ. Mm, yeah. Right? EQ. EQ yeah. is very hot right yeah, now. Yeah, well, it should be. It really works. <laughs> It's very useful. They say that the first half of your life, like when you have to go to school and when you have to go to work, it depends a lot depends on your IQ, mm, right? To get mm, high scores mm. and all that. But whether or not you're happy for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, you know, for the next 50 years, um, it, it will depend on like the IQ the e- EQ. Uh, you have, like how you deal, EQ you have, yeah, yeah. how you deal with other people, uh, how you silently manipulate everybody else without them knowing it. <laughs> Well, you know, that's really interesting. When I was working for a major international company here in Beijing, we had to take trainings from Harvard and all these other different places. Mm. And they pounded exactly what you're talking about. You're exactly right. IQ does not matter that much in the workplace. Mm. What matters is EQ. Are you able to have a network? Are you able to persuade your boss? Are Mm. you able to persuade the people who are your direct reports Mm -hmm. and your co-equals? Are you able to leverage your networks when you need them? Mm -hmm. Are you giving to people as much as you're asking? Because Mm. if you're asking more than you're giving, People won't give eventually. Yeah. So you have to be constantly engaged with your network. It's not enough to make meet people at business meetings. Mm. Now you need to actually help them when they need help so that when you need help, they're willing to help you. It's, so always say hello when you see a coworker in the bathroom. <laughs> Or anywhere else. You know, that's not true of men's bathrooms. <laughs> Just so you know, this is oh, true dear. in America and, and in China. I, Men do not say hello in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I remember this uh, one time. It was on our live show. And one of my uh, show partners is a male. Mm. And one time we were talking about just this. Like, what do you say to your boss? <laughs> like, If you happen to meet your boss in the bathroom. Mm. And my partner was like, huh, you want to try? Do you need a hand? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh, no. No. I know. I know. This is just for joking. But so you guys don't like don't even nod when you see other others in the bathroom. It it depends on the the place you are in the bathroom. So if you're like washing your hands, it's okay to be like, hey, what's up? Right. But if you're at the urinals, for example, it's just like, you know, stay in your zone. Stay. That's it. Why do you have to concentrate? It's not about concentration. It's a it's an awkwardness. Everyone's got part of their body anatomy exposed that they would not normally public okay. and it's not a well, that's true yeah it's, it's it's a very strange zone <laughs> so we don't have that problem that's why you'll probably hear like if you're close to a female bathroom you'll probably he- hear chatting you yeah know? Th- i know the cliche women go to the bathroom to, they, to chat <laughs> <laughs> or we go anywhere to talk so <laughs> well you're in there like putting anyhow. your makeup on and stuff it's not like and you have individual stalls yes for everything you do we don't have that we don't expose you know any body parts that we don't want to expose listening to The Bridge. I actually wanted to talk about ancient Greece. I know this sounds weird. Oh, 
from bathroom to ancient Greece? Sure, why not? They had bathrooms in ancient Greece. Uh, I, uh, I guess. <laughs> so there, there are these three ideas that the Greeks say are important to convincing people. They have ethos, pathos, and logos. So by Greeks, you mean Aristotle? Yeah, yeah, that exactly, <laughs> yes. Okay. The ancient Greeks are the... If, so for Western culture, for England, for France, for Germany, for America, for Canada, we, you know, get a lot of our ideas from Greece. Mm. They come through Rome and past their past through Aristotelian philosophy in mm-hmm. the Middle Ages to everywhere all across the West. And so these three ideas, ethos, pathos, and logos, are important for winning an argument in, in even debate. If you take debate at Harvard mm-hmm. or Berkeley or whatever, mm. they're going to teach you these three ideas. So ethos is, is it ethical? Mm. So if you want to convince some someone to do something or not to do something, you have to, part of your argument needs to be based on, is it the right thing to do? Right. Is it is it the right thing to do your math homework? Is it the right thing to do <laughs> to go for a walk with your spouse at the park? Is it the right thing to, you know, buy this car? You mm. know, all of that. Pathos uh, is emotions. So, mm. you know, let's make Matt doing math fun. Let's make going on a walk to the park fun. So mm-hmm. you have to be passionate about it. You have to have, a, can you convince someone to love this idea? Can mm-hmm. you convince someone? Feel good about yeah, this idea. Yeah, or maybe to be afraid if they don't have it. Or just you know? be in a good mood. I mean, it would help. You could be in a bad with... mood. So if you're using mm-hmm. someone's passions, you could say, if you don't have this Jeep, if the, you know, if aliens <gasps> your, attack, then your... you're not going to be safe <laughs> without it. Your neighbor will look down on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, so you, any kind of emotion is part of pathos. Mm. And then logos is, it logical does it make sense mm. can you can you go from a to b to c clearly in a way that is like very you know if you say okay you need to buy lemons if you don't buy lemons your car's gonna break down that doesn't make any sense so it, it has to be log- logical <laughs> okay <laughs> so ethos pathos logos right logos logos okay. logos so yeah exactly ethos pathos and logos so mm. all arguments should have the, these three elements in it you should make sure that people understand it's the right thing to do that mm-hmm. it makes sense to do it and how Help them see, find some emotive way to relate and, well, to doing. Well, I uh, the, the idea of emotions resonate with me because I find that mm. to make my to lure my daughter <laughs> into doing her homework, mm. it works a lot better if I can make her feel loved and happy to start mm. with. You know, if I just walk over with a ruler and tell her, "Hey, it's six <laughs> o'clock. You got to come here and do homework." <laughs> it, she might out of fear, but she'll be fidgeting. And uh, not that I tried this, by the way. But anyhow, <laughs> um, may I ask you some questions about this, actually? Sure. Because oftentimes when I I want to give a background, then ask you a question. Mm. Oftentimes when I, parents have asked me, how do I get my my son or daughter to do their homework? I say, do the, do it with them. Yes, it works. So it works, it, it Yeah, works. exactly. That was what my question was. Anyway, do you sit down with her and help guide her through <laughs> her homework sometimes? They'll be like, okay, that sounds great. But do you have other ways for her to do her homework without me <laughs> being with her? <laughs> yeah, because, well, I have to agree that this works the best mm. and that is doing the homework with them mm. you don't have to do like every problem with them right. but for the first graders and second graders mm. and then for the first two or three years mm. uh, it depends i think it's it's crucial mm. For you, one of the parents, to be with her patiently, not to judge, not to criticize, because they're starting Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. a blank page. Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to know. So don't sit there and feel like, why don't you know what A plus five is, huh? (laughs) And and you spend five minutes and, you know, attacking them for not knowing. But that's why to go to school. So I always play a game. I was like, oh, dear. We play sometimes the Journey to the West game. You know, she'll be the monkey and I'll be the pig. 
I was like, oh, brother monkey, you are so smart. You know, our master asked us uh, to go to the, you know, to go to the shop to buy some oranges. And uh, he says for, you know, eight for this party, five for that. How many should we go? If it just twisted into a, like a game, mm. make her feel like she's in some kind of movie or just, you know, a simple game. She goes right into mm. it. But it does take patience on the part of the parents. And if it's, let's say, late at night and I'm really tired, then I can't come up with the energy to come up with a story mm -hmm. it doesn't work and then it will be mm. you know a hard session but if it's uh, not too late and i have that energy it takes a minute it takes a minute maybe 30 seconds for you to think up something mm. to to rewrite the script into like a game for the kid and then things will go very smoothly after that but you have to be there right if you ask a parent how do you make your kids do this and that without me being there well good luck it's not gonna work well you're listening to The Bridge. I wanted to talk about a movie I saw recently. Someone we had on the show uh, months ago, his name is Link. He is a, a director and he's got a sci-fi movie that he's that will be coming out in China next year, hopefully. And I'm really excited to see it. He recommended I watch a movie about persuasion called Glen Gary Glen Ross. This is a play written in 1981. It's a very famous stage play. Glen Gary Glen Ross was turned into a movie in 1992. And there's this scene in it with Alec Baldwin, where Alec Baldwin is teaching these other salesmen mm. how to sell. That was not actually in the original play. And in it, he says, A, B, C, A, always, B, B, C, closing. Oh. Always be closing. And so his argument to these mm. other professional salesmen is that every part of your argument should always be leading to the oh. conclusion of that argument. And so I think it's a really interesting idea. He was the character in the movie and in the play <laughs> so... is actually a terrible person. But the idea okay. is, is a really good Thank idea. Thank you for warning us <laughs> about that character. It's a very funny movie. Actually, it's, t it's a terribly tense movie, but it's also funny. And before we um, come to the end of our show today, I want to share like kind of sum things up and what are the most important parts of, uh, you know, sure. persuasion. And I think, as I mentioned at the beginning, you have to start from a good heart with a good heart from your on your own. Right. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. the good changes in your life. Mm -hmm. I think all good changes in your life start with ourselves. And uh, that's one part. And the other part is you get to know the other party. The other thing is you have to know the other party. Mm. You have to get to know them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to be able to persuade others, to be able to share your ideas, right? To, to be able to find mm -hmm. the right opening for your talk. And uh, let's say, you know, my husband is different from uh, other people. He has his own traits. He has things that I shouldn't like certain points that I shouldn't go like head on, right? And she has other preferences and other people have their own characteristics. You got to know that before you start your engagements, you know, with their talk. And these are, I think these are crucial. Mm -hmm. But that's why all situations are different. Um, a lot of things that will work for this situation, the situation might not work for the others because the people are different. Mm -hmm. The situation, yeah, each one is different. So I think that's something that we have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, not a hard for formula for everything. I agree with that, but I also and I, I agree with getting to know the person that you're discussing things with. Mm. But I've actually been reading a bit of Sunza lately, mm. and, and uh, actually I think a lot of the things that the he, art of war. Yeah, exactly. But you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't just apply to battles. It can also apply to discussions and arguments. Mm. Arguments, not in that fighting argument, but an argument in mm. trying to persuade someone. Mm. So one of the things he said, and this is the English translation, so it may mm. be 
a little bit off. But it says, build your opponent a golden bridge to recruit, retreat across. Uh, so obviously in battle, he's saying, mm, give them an opportunity mm. to leave the battle. So if in, so you don't have to actually win the battle. Mm. You just need to get them to leave. And then you've won the battle and gained the ground. But mm. you could also add this in an argument. I think one of the things that um, these online, mm. uh, I, I guess the word would be troll, mm. <laughs> do is that they just start attacking the person right away. And so they have to defend their honor themselves and they, they just attack back and you can never get anywhere well, in that kind of a discussion. But if, if we're if we're trying mm. to talk about an idea and we say, well, these are, you know, these are some of the options, mm. you know, so we give them options. And one of those options, right. you give them right. respectful ways to maybe rebalance their perspective mm. in, a, in a public forum exactly. that doesn't humiliate them and then compliment them on their decision to mm. take up certain ideas as opposed to others. Then you're building, like mm. you said earlier, like a, discu a discussion with someone as opposed to just trying to humiliate them in public because you can never win an argument where you're trying to humiliate oh, the other person. You know, while you're saying this, I keep thinking of he news headlines mm -hmm. of what's going on in the world mm -hmm. and how what, say, America is doing instead of calming the fire mm -hmm. is fueling it, mm -hmm. right? It's pushing people to the brink and mm -hmm. uh, it's not helping but of course, you know, it's not that we could do a lot to help with that situation. Mm -hmm. I, I find this very uh, regretful uh, to see things go this way. One of the things I do online is I try to help my American brothers and sisters understand what China is really like. Mm. And for me, I see a lot of news mm. by what people would presume are respectable sources that are completely inaccurate about what China is like, because I live here. Mm. And a lot of the, the people saying things about China, they don't. Mm. And then they just regurgitate other jargon that they've mm. heard incorrectly. Mm. So I think an important step is to approach these ideas with facts. Right. You know, here's a video. So I heard some bizarre thing about China recently. So mm. I just take a video of happy people playing in the park and butterflies, which is mm. true. You know, that's like a typical day in Beijing. Right. And then I just, that's my answer. Right. Here you go. This is me at the park earlier where people are happy and there are butterflies there. Mm. When you actually show someone like that, something like that, instead of saying, you're wrong, you, you're stupid. <laughs> like that's, okay. that's not going to win. What's going to win is, you know, show them how exactly. wonderful it is actually. That's why what you're doing uh, is so honorable and beneficial because it, it showed them what the reality is like instead of just, yeah, uh, you know, saying headlines and uh, summarizing things um, and hoping that the other would swallow that because yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But the, the thing is, of course, if you do it this way, it takes time. Mm. It takes patience. It takes love. You got to go to the park. Right? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of goodwill. So you're starting from mm. a really good place. I think that yeah. is a big thing. Mm. Also, providing evidence for your side of the argument, you know, is a big thing. You know, also just being respectful, mm. like what? Whatever a person may believe now, it may not be what they, they're going to believe about something 10 years from now. That's true. That's true. Sometimes you just have to leave it, <laughs> you know, give them a little time. Yeah, That's yeah. why even with family members, like when you want your parents, when you want to introduce certain new ideas to your parents or, you know, close ones, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's sometimes it's hard to just, you know, show up and say, hey, mom, guess what? You know, you got to believe in this, 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 because they have been living that way for decades. Mm -hmm. You know, they have set beliefs and what they how they should live their lives and what the world is, how the world works. And even if you did find more wisdom 
about, you know, how to mm. live in this world, they might not mm. buy it right away. And you got to wait till a good time, mm. right? It all takes, it takes thinking. It takes caring. You have to care to be able to think up yeah. strategies and that will work. I mean, also, yes, caring. Not in just caring about the idea, but caring about the, the people with whom we're having this discussion. Right. I think one of the important things is that some people do go online mm. to vent their life's frustrations on other people, which is sad and regrettable. Mm. But I think actually one of the things that we should be doing is going online and realizing that the other people that we're talking to are not just words on a screen, but mm, people. Right. And, you know, whether we're trying to convince our parents who we do deeply love or our spouse who we do deeply love or our children mm. who we do deeply love, but like online, those are people too. And we need to have respect and care for them. And actually the reasons we would want them to change their perspective is because we would want mm. that for anyone. We would want them to see a better way to see the world, not just go online to create a confrontation because it's entertaining because that's not right. that's not healthy and positive or it's not about listen to me right, right. it's not about yeah. listening to me yeah. but improving their own lives but i think in the end uh we deep down we should all know that love and goodwill they they do work hmm. they are magical hmm. you know if you can sum up the love and goodwill for others it's just sometimes we're so thin-skinned in thin that we are not willing to show the love we have hmm. or mm, that we actually care or that we we are actually moved by somebody else's uh, words or ideas it's okay you know but have faith in the power of having a goodwill and having love and also the power of doing things right by yourself I think that's what's been working for me. I agree yeah. with you. You've convinced me, baby. Please join us next time on The Bridge, where East meets West. Thank you, Jason. And thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.